been. Amen. Yeah, amen. Every heart for him clear. Hebrews chapter 12. Very familiar verse. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to be reading verse 1, Hebrews chapter 12. Dearly Father, we come to you tonight. Father, thanking you for the cross. Thanking you for the old rugged tree. Thanking you for Mount Calvary. And thanking you for the name, which is your son, Jesus Christ. Had it not been for the provision that was made, I wouldn't be standing up here. But Father, had it not been for the provision that was made through your son, uh, we would be headed for a devil's hell. Father, that's not my home. That's not my destination. And Father, I'm thankful that you made it, that you made it away when there was no way. I'm so thankful for that. Father, we ask you tonight to allow me to preach with the unction of the Holy Spirit. Father, to have a portion of, of, of what you want us to have. Father, if you just, if you just say the word, Father, I believe it can all be accomplished. I'm so thankful that you're working in this church and, and not just our churches, but in the churches in the community. Father, we're excited for 2021. Uh, we're not looking back. We're only looking forward. And I believe you've got good things. I believe the future is bright because your promises are good. So help us tonight to be about your business. I feel like preaching and, and I'm glad for that. Father, uh, help us tonight to meet the need of the hour. Father, if someone's discouraged, you can encourage them. And Father, if someone's wayward, you can bring them back to the fold. Father, if there's someone headed to a devil's hell who's never allowed you to come into their heart to pay that sin debt once and for all. Father, we pray tonight we will rejoice as heaven rejoices as someone lays it all down at the altar and at your feet. Father, help us tonight that we may... Uh, See your glory in your son's name we pray in amen. amen. Hebrews 12 and 1. You can probably say it with me. You probably know it so well. Wherefore, seeing we also are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Uh, the title of tonight's message, if you're taking notes, this road is not suitable for large trucks. Uh, the other day, I had the opportunity, the privilege, to preach a funeral for Teresa Van Bimmer. Uh, it was her sister, Kimberly, and, and it was up at Cunningham Parker and Johnson Funeral Home. And they said, well, we're, we have a little family cemetery in North Charleston, uh, over by Husky's Dairy Bar. And you go out, I think it's Woodward Drive, out that way, and, and you keep traveling a good bit. And, and sure enough, it got to a point in the road where uh, Danny called me and he said, you're not going to be able to go any further. You're going to have to get in the car with me and we'll go up the hill. And I said, well, I've got all wheel drive. I think I can make it. And he said, I'm telling you right now, you can't. And I can't believe even the funeral home would take their nice car up there. But sure enough, we went out there and I pulled off the side. And, and right before I got to that little side strip, I saw the sign and the sign said, road not suitable for large trucks. And, and I, uh, right when I saw it, I said, God, there's a message in that because that road was not meant for big trucks, large trucks, but more importantly, it wasn't meant for anything that might have what they call an excessive load. You see, those roads aren't meant for it. And if you bring a big truck on there and it's not maneuverable and you can't turn around and you get hung up and, and sure enough, if it's a, a, a truck with a big load, then that, that ground beneath it, the road that they had built, will soon disintegrate and it'll slip and it'll fall and, and what was hard to drive on will soon be impossible to drive on. And can I tell you tonight that this Christian life that we have is not meant 
for heavy loads. It's not meant for large trucks. Now you say, what do you mean I've got Jesus in my life? Now let me make a clear distinction. Jesus Christ can take your heavy load. He's equipped to bear it. It says right here in 1 Peter 5 and 6 and 7, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. That's what Jesus Christ came to do to remove the load. We're going to talk about what that weight is. Hebrew says we're not going to be able to run this race, not this long race that is called life that might be one day, might be one year, might be one a century. But the fact of the matter is, it's not meant if we're going to run it with endurance to have any weight. Hebrew says, listen, we are encompassed by witnesses and now let us lay aside every weight. Let us put it off. Not just, once again, to remove it. It's got to be an exchange. These weights that we carry around, so often the sin that we carry around, it's not something like a backpack or a garbage bag or a duffel bag. It's not something you can just lay down the side of the road and leave it. There has to be exchange. But thankful for the provision of the Holy Spirit that I can take all my weight, all my sin, all my cares, and I can cast it upon the mighty hand of Jesus Christ. Amen. When I... Myself and Delbert visited Denny and Helen Hoffman last week. He he recited a scripture out of Isaiah 46. And, and I love it because it's exactly what I'm talking about. All our life we have a Savior that thankfully he wants to carry our load. That we may that way we may remove it, that we can run this race with endurance. But uh, Delbert said to him, he said, I want to tell you a promise that he says in verse 4 of Isaiah 46, and even to your old age, and then he said, Well, I'm not there yet. <laughs> he said, I'm not there yet. And even to your old age, I am he. And even to your whore hairs, will I carry you? I have made you. I will bury you. Bear you. Bury you. I will bear. Even will I will carry and will deliver you. That's a good promise, isn't it? Man. That's what he's going to do from the time of conception to the time of death. Jesus Christ can carry us through life. Because I'm telling you, when you allow that weight of life and all the weight that the devil tries to put on you. We're going to talk about it here in just a moment. And all that sin. I'm telling you, we just began. You just uh, you just slowly begin to, to bend over. And we want to lift our head up. We have a life worth living. But, but that weight and that sin can kind of carry over. I heard a story once of a gentleman that had saw a, a homeless man on the side of the road. And, and he was carrying this massive amount of weight on his back. And he'd been carrying it so long, the city said. A gentleman said, oh, he's been carrying it for multiple years. And he said, well, who, why does someone take it off? He said, well, we never thought of it. Gentleman said, let me carry that load. Takes the load off, removes it, puts it in his car, and drives off. He comes there the next day, and he notices the guy is still bent over. And he says, sir, he said, I, I want to, we got to talk. He said, yesterday I removed that weight. He said, but here you are, and you're still bent over. He said, I've walked this long so far, and I don't know any other way to walk. And how many people today have allowed the weight and the sin which so easily, it's not hard to get weighed down by this world. It's not hard to get wrapped up in sin. And soon enough it will bear the weight and the road beneath you will start to fall away. It'll start to crumble beneath you. We're not meant to. Yes, Jesus is meant for that load, but we're not. We're fragile. Psalms 39 and 4 says that. Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is that I may know how 
strong I am. No, that's not what the scripture says. It says how frail I am, how fragile I am. We're not meant to carry that load. God made provision through Jesus Christ that we wouldn't have to carry that load. Because like that big truck, in this Christian life, we need to be able to move and to be able to turn. And, and I'm so thankful that I can, even when I sin, you know, that weight wants to keep us stuck on that road of sin, keep us heading down that road. But I'm so thankful that I can cast it off and I can make a U-turn. But those big trucks, the ones that I'm meant for that road, if you've ever seen a, an 18-wheeler, uh, Chesterfield Avenue, where my father has a machine shop, they'll get down there and, and there's a tractor trailer, I mean, there's a uh, railroad track on either side. And man, there, there's some roads, they'll go down South Park Road and you can't get turned around and they've never been in that area before and sure enough you'll see them and they'll just be they just can't do it there's nowhere to go they're too large it's not meant for that road and and that's the thing about repentance i need to lay that weight aside so i can just make a u-turn and head back in the opposite direction but we need to make sure that the road beneath us doesn't crumble that's what heavy loads do turn with me to luke chapter 9 just want to read a couple verses there When Jesus sent his disciples out, what a massive commandment to literally change the world with a handful of men. I mean, radically going to change the course of history because God sent out by authority and by power these disciples. So you would think that he would want them to have everything that they would need on this journey. But in fact, it says in Luke chapter 9, starting at the third verse, Jesus said unto them, take nothing for your journey. Pack light. <laughs> Pack light. Now that's not easy. Now we can talk physical. Megan's pretty good. I'm horrible. Usually it's the woman that packs more clothes going on vacation or going on a trip. I'll pack so Megan, Megan says we're only leaving for a day. You never know. You never know. We're heading north. You've got shorts. You never know. But we have to pack light for this spiritual journey. Jesus Christ, you can give everything, all your desires, all your cares, all your fears, all your anxieties. I'm not saying you, can, you won't have those, but let Jesus have them. You pack light. He sends out his disciples and said, take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor strip, neither bread nor money, neither have two coats apiece. Just one coat. Pack light. I wrote in my notes, take nothing and trust God. Take nothing and trust God. Matthew 11 very familiar scriptures too, but talking about the weight that the world has, the weight that the world has, and the transfer, when we give it to Jesus Christ, and he says, now I'm going to give you my burden, I'm going to give you my yoke in exchange for the world's, and I'm telling you, it is a massive, I remember, and I was telling someone the other day, it's hard for me to remember, I think the Lord's really blocked it out before I was saved, but I can remember some nights... Uh, when I was in Tennessee, just living away from the Lord, and I would go to bed, and man, I'd just be tossed and couldn't sleep, because I know it wasn't right with the Lord. It was just a heavy weight, it was a heavy sin. And Jesus says in Matthew 11 and 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are what? Heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and I'll pry and meek and lonely in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we accept Jesus, he takes our weight and gives us his, his light weight. Now, there will be people, and I've said it before, I've been guilty of a sore. We say, well, being a Christian is hard. It is a heavy load to be a Christian sometimes. And I've said that, but I, I think that's because we don't lay aside every weight. 
The reason it's difficult to be a Christian, because that's what we're going to talk about first. There are certain weights that Hebrew says. It's not just sin that we lay aside, but every weight and sin which does easily beset us. I want to talk tonight for a moment. Number one, the weight of expectation. Man, what a weight. I hate it for young people these days. It gets harder and harder. Let's not even talk spiritual for a second. I'm just talking now. You got to be smart enough. You got to be athletic enough. You got to be skinny enough. You got to be the most beautiful. You got to be the most popular. You got to have the most Facebook followers, the most Twitter followers, and all this thing. And I'm telling you, the expectation becomes a heavy load. You have to make someone happy over here, and finally you achieve that, and then you turn around, and because you made that person happy, this person's upset with you. Okay, sorry, we make this person happy, and sure enough, left and right, and we turn around, and it's just such a heavy weight. Number one thing we have to realize when it comes to expectation, I'm so thankful that my relationship with Jesus Christ is built on a relationship that is not on performance. That once again, I want to do good for the Lord. I want to strive for Him. But simply, He's not looking for performance driven. He's looking for an intimate relationship with me. In Psalms 139, 14 through 17, if I can tell kids, if I can tell teenagers to any verse to hang on to their entire life, it's Psalms 139, 14 through 17. I will praise Thee for I I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, look, yet being unperfect. And in all thy, in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there were none of them. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Man, I'm so thankful that I don't have to live under the expectation and the weight of that that the world puts on you. That you have to perform. You have to be at your best all the time. I want to be my best because God has given me a spirit to be my best. But it's not based on if I have a bad day, God doesn't love me any less. You know, when I'm not put together. And you know, Paul says something very profound in Romans 13 and 8. He says this, Oh, no man, anything but love. Don't owe any man anything but love. He says that, Oh, no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. There's going to be expectations that people are going to put on you. Listen, if you want to do something good for someone else, but it's not based, you don't have to carry that weight to say, listen, I've got to stay at a top level. My little sister, I don't mind, I don't think she'll mind right now. She's got a big job, good money, traveling, man, she's, and, and once again, she's with the big dogs now, and there's, and it comes with a price and the stress of it all, and she just says, man, I, every day she said, I'm just so worried, I gotta, I gotta do more, I gotta be more, I gotta stay out later, and I gotta do this, and bum, bum, bum. I said, listen, there's gonna come a time where that weight will become too much to bear. Too much to bear. Well, I'll get a therapist, or I'll do this, or I'll be medicated. That's fine. But there will come a time where that won't even work. Because this weight that this expectation pushes, and that's the devil, he just pushes so mean, so much down. And let's just talk about it for a second spiritually. That's what people, the expectation, when it comes to being a Christian, that's what some people say. Okay, if I get saved, then what are my friends going to think? If I get saved, what are my, what are my classmates going to think? Or if you're in a relationship, dating someone, even married, and maybe you guys weren't saved, and God begins to deal with your heart, and you're under conviction, and, and you have to say, oh my gosh, 
If I get saved, then what's my wife going to think? Or, or what's my, uh, my husband going to think? Or what's my children going to think? Or what are my parents going to think? And that expectation. You get saved, you say, what are my co-workers? Man, we hang out at the, at the bowling alley or at the bar. And if I get saved, what are they going to think of me then? And over and over, consumed with unrealistic expectations every single day. You can't live on that road. It will crumble beneath you. That road is not meant for heavy loads. Luke 15. We talked a little bit about this morning. About the prodigal. But not the, not the prodigal son. But the other son. Remember he said that to his father. He said in verse 29. He answered and said. Lo these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time. Thy commandment. And yet thou hast never gave me a kid. That I might make merry with my friend. The expectation. The way to say. Listen I've been working all my life. I, I've been trying to perform. That you would do something good for me. And he said I've been here. And I'm not transgressed. And the weight got so much that. He became bitter. He became bitter that his other brother, who was wayward, was lost and dead in sin, had come back home. Didn't even care. Didn't even care for the gracious nature of his father, but was so weighed down with this unrealistic expectation. Father looks at him and says, everything that I have is yours. (laughs) That expectation isn't me. I didn't put that on you. Proverbs 10 and 28 says this, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness. But the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The expectation of the wicked. So not only the weight of expectation can weigh us down, and I'm telling you, this Christian road that we're walking, Hebrews 12 and 1 says, listen, it's not meant for heavy loads. It's not meant for that kind of weight. But not only the the weight of expectation, but also the weight of tomorrow. You know, I'll be honest, tomorrow has a heavy weight that comes with it. Because it is like the old Star Trek says... It is the final frontier. It is the place where no man has gone before. Boldly, no man has gone before. You know, that's the fact of the matter is, we've never been to tomorrow, so there's this unrealistic weight that comes with it that we don't even know what tomorrow might hold. Tomorrow might be good, or tomorrow might be bad. And I don't know about you, but instead of saying tomorrow might be good, I tend to say tomorrow might be bad. I'm not a... I try to be optimistic, but there's so much in tomorrow. And Jesus Christ says in Matthew chapter 6, take no thought. It'll weigh you down. It'll weigh you down to a point where you won't even want to get out of bed. Tomorrow, man, who knows? It's It's a world of unknown out there. I just want to read what it says here. Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 34. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. It is, is, is not life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought... Or worrying can add one cubit unto its stature. Is really is is worrying is is allowing the weight of tomorrow going to do anything? In fact, it says right here. Uh, William Churchill once said this. What he said this. He said, "When I look back on all these worries, I remember the story of the old man who said on his deathbed that he had a lot of trouble in his life, most of which he had never experienced." <laughs> And it's like that I have a lot of trouble on it. Most of it never experienced. We get so worked up on what might happen and less focused on what could happen. You know? 
We, we're, we, we get so negative. But Jesus says, listen, I'm taking care of all of it. Look at the fowls. And then he says, why take thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye little of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And then it just really hits it home in verse 34. Therefore take no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. He says, you're worried about tomorrow and you've not even gotten through today. Listen, it's a heavy weight. And I think, too, it's a heavy weight when it comes to tomorrow as a Christian. Because Hebrews 12 is talking to the Christian. Talking to the one to lay away every weight and every sin which does easily beset us. You know, so we can run this race. But I think sometimes it's not so much the weight of, of tomorrow... Because we know it's coming no matter what. But sometimes it's the weight of God's plan for our life. I heard a preacher the other day said, uh, Be weary of anybody that says, I know God's plan for my life every single day. He says, because I'll be honest, there are some days where I feel like I'm right smack dab in the center of God's will. That I just really know where he wants me. And there are other days when I go, God, I don't have a clue. And that's a weight. Because you're saying, God, I'm trying to be open to your plan and, and open to what you want from me through your Holy Spirit. But the fact of the matter is sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we can't actually know. That's why Proverbs 3 and 5 and 7 just says, trust in the Lord. Paul says we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. If faith was sight, then we wouldn't need faith. But we walk by faith and that becomes clear to us one step at a time. William Carey said it. I said my prayer just a little bit ago. The future as, is as bright as the promises of God. We have to just trust that he knows what he's doing. Lean on his word. Get in prayer. And take a step. You know? Say, God, I, I'm here. I have a desire to serve you. I, I'm in your word. I, I'm in prayer. I'm seeking out your plan for my life. But I don't know what it looks like. So I'm just going to take a step. What does the old preacher once said? He said, uh, you do what's right, God will do what's best. You just do what's right, God will do what's best. But that's the fact of the matter is, trust in the Lord with all that heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Ah, and he shall direct thy path. That's how it comes. So we see the, the weight of expectation, the weight of tomorrow, and we can't leave it out. Because it's in Hebrews 12 and 1, the weight of sin. The weight of sin. Turn with me to Mark chapter 16. We're approaching Easter, as Junior Farrell said this morning. What a beautiful time. Talk about the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if we know anything, the tomb was a grave. And the grave was a place where they laid things that were dead. <laughs> I don't know about you, but... We don't lay live things, except for suspense movies and sci-fi movies. But usually when things die, you put it in a grave. 
And sure enough, they assumed Jesus was dead because he was dead. And then they laid him in the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. And we see that they rolled the stone. It was the final straw. They rolled that stone, that heavy weight in front of the tomb. So nothing could go in and nothing could come out. That was the point. To seal the grave. That's what we do today. We close the casket. We, we seal it. They seal it. They put it in the ground to make sure. And I'm telling you, that's what sin wants to do. Romans 6 and 3. For the wages of sin is death. And the death wants to make sure that you're in the grave, sealed off, and you can't come out. But that's the problem with the resurrection. <laughs> that's the problem for the devil because it is proof that Jesus Christ has the power to beat death, has the power to beat sin, and can do what no one else can do and roll away the heavy weight which sin lays so heavy. So Mark 16. Look at the first part of the chapter. Let me just say this. In my personal life, there's a lot of things that weigh heavy. And even, I mean, we strive to, I, I, I strive to live a holy life. I do. I think holiness is something we don't attribute enough to our relationship with Jesus Christ. Be therefore perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's what we strive for. Do I fall? Absolutely. Do I sin? Absolutely. I hate it. Breaks my heart. And when I do, I repent and I say, God, I know you can give me better. You can do better. I lay that weight aside and I, and I move on and I don't allow the shame and the guilt of it that comes with it. The, the devil wants to keep bringing it up. But you know what? A, the hardest sin for me sometimes to, to lay aside is unforgiveness. Man, sometimes it can lay so hard because you drag it around for years. You're holding a grudge, you're holding bitterness, and I'm telling you, if that weight weighs you down, I'm talking, it will consume everything. You won't be able to work, you won't be able to be able to party your family, won't even go around those people, won't even go to places where they might be, because it could just, it, once again, it's, it's such a heavy weight that it distorts the entire road that we're walking on. I mean, you can't even go down the road because it's been disintegrated, and I think that sometimes that, that's the thing why God makes it so vivid, that he uses such vivid imagery where he says, if you can't forgive an aunt against your brother, then how can your Father in Heaven forgive you? Now that's hard because sometimes it weighs so heavy and, and the hurt's so deep, but we aren't able to forgive. It's not something that we can do. That's why we must use Jesus Christ to lay that weight, to lay that sin upon Him and say, I cannot do it. There is no possible way. I'm hurt too deep. I'm hurt too bad. But I know you've got a road for me to follow. And if I go down this road with this heavy load, then sure enough, it's going to start falling out. It's going to start slipping. And I'll never get to where you want me to go. That's why, Jesus, I need you to take this weight of this unforgiveness. That way I can walk this race which you set before me. So hard for a lot of people. Unforgiveness and bitterness. Listen, we're either in the redemption business or we're not, right? <laughs> if he can do it for me and forgive my sins and not ask one question about it, then sure enough, I can forgive an odd against my brother. Amen. You know? Mark chapter 16. Look at the first of the chapter. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And look right here. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone 
from the door of the sepulcher. <laughs> I think they had all the preparation in the world and the spices and the anointing oils and everything. And then as they got closer, they went, wait a minute, we forgot. There's a stone in front of that grave. How are we going to get in? And they looked at each other. Are you able to move it? No. Are you able to move it? No. Am I able to move it? Absolutely not. But we got all the stuff and we need to get in. But who can move it? And then it says right there in verse 4, And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. Very great. In the Greek right there, great. Very heavy. It was enormous. And they asked themselves, who can move it away? How is it that we can roll aside such a heavy stone? You might be asking that tonight. You don't know what I'm feeling. You don't know what I'm struggling with. I've been battling this for years. It has absolutely weighed me down. Can't even think straight. Can't walk straight. There's nobody that can remove it. I've tried. I've tried therapy. I've tried counseling. I've tried doctors. And here I am. And that stone is still right in front of me. I've tried to do better. I've tried to stop looking at that. Try to stop drinking that. Try to stop going those places. Try to talk talking that language with my mouth. Man, I might do good for a day. Sure enough, next day that stone's rolled right back over that grave. Who can move it? For it is very great. And when they got closer, they realized that it was already moved. I'm so thankful for what I cannot move, what I cannot lay down. I mean, the sin that I had in my life was great, and I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I tried. I wanted to be a better person. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And Jesus Christ rolled it away for me. He took my sin. He took my shame. He took my guilt. And what I couldn't move, the heaviest weights in my life, he simply rolled away. I wasn't there, but I can only imagine that you didn't see the Holy Spirit grunting when it pushed it. Hey, give me a hand. Anyone else over there? Just spoke a word. And it rolled to the side. That's what Jesus Christ can do for you tonight. Listen, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, you've never laid down your sin. Never laid aside that heavy weight which so easily besets us. I'm telling you, it's so simple. I know you're struggling with it. I know you're struggling with it. Mike and Sonny, if you want to come and get us an invitation here in a second, you might be struggling with it. I understand that. <laughs> it's a heavy load. It'll weigh you down. You're not meant to carry it. That weight of expectation, you're not meant to carry that. You're not meant to. It's too great for you to. That road can't handle that weight. You can't handle the weight of tomorrow. It's Sunday today, and man, you've had good church service, and you're going to leave this place and already be consumed about Monday. Oh, Monday. <laughs> Sunday's so good, but Monday, oh, the unknown of Monday. That's not a weight you can carry. Because listen, I don't know about you, but David said that today is the day that the Lord hath made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. Why? Because he, he, once again, he knew that there, there's so much possibility out there. And like, and like he said in Matthew 6, you can't take thought of it. You can't be consumed by it. You have to lay it aside and say, God, I'm just going to run this race. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to take nothing and trust God. I'm going to take nothing and trust God. But listen, to you tonight, maybe you're in here, you've never trusted Jesus Christ. You never trusted him with your heart. Never trusted him with your sin. I'm telling you because I'm proof of it. He can take your sin, the entire load, and he can carry it for you. 
He can remove it. He can give you a clean slate. He can straighten you up. That way you don't have to live that life anymore. He says he will make the crooked things straight. I, I sometimes think this, but sometimes I think that. The weight and the sin, which so easily just curls us over. As that sign said, as I pulled over on the side of the road, it said it like it was clear as day. And God was speaking to me. <laughs> this road is not meant for heavy loads. Tonight, can I tell you that this Christian life, this life that you're walking, is not meant for heavy loads. Jesus Christ is, and we can give it to him tonight in a simple prayer. Give it to him. Just come to this altar. Give it to him. Lay it down. I wish I could tell you that it's just that you can take off a jacket or take off a watch. It's not like that. But you can open your heart. You can let him in. And you can simply come to him. Just come to him raw. We'll just say, God, I have a heavy load. God, there is a weight that is, once again, crumbling the road beneath me. And I know you've got something more for me. So I'm trusting you that you'll do just like the preacher said. But more importantly, you'll do what your word said. What you've promised. That you will take the weight which is easily holding me down. Tonight, will there be someone as they get a song? We want to pray with you. If you've got some reason to lay it down, we want to pray with you. Once again, I can't handle that load. I'd like to be able to, but it's not for me to carry. But I can give you the one who can, and that's Jesus Christ. His arms are wide open. He wants to take that weight. That's what it says. You're encompassed with a great cloud of witnesses. This is great opportunity, a great atmosphere. Good luck laying it down at work. Good luck laying it down at home. But I'm telling you, and in the house of the Lord, with this altar, in this atmosphere, we can come and give it to God. He says, come unto me. Come unto me, all ye that are, uh, uh, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. As he sings. Come on, Mike.